Welcome to the Committed to Becoming podcast. I am your host, Heidi Carter. I am a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as well as a certified life coach. I teach you tools that when used in tandem with your gospel knowledge, you become the person you have the potential of becoming. The only thing that is holding you back from being the you you know you can be is not knowing your agency over your mind. There is a pattern and it matters. Let me teach you. Have you ever caught yourself thinking or saying that you are afraid of failure? I sure have. So what about failing are we really afraid of? And what really is failure? What does that mean? Afraid of failure. Most of us at one time or another stop setting goals or expectations for ourselves because we don't want to fail. Why not? What's so bad about failing? What is failure to you and why are you afraid of it? When I asked myself these questions, it really amazed me because I was, I have never before thought to ask myself these questions. So let's get to defining failure. Failure is the omission of expected or required action. So failing when we, is when we don't take the required action to achieve what we desire. That's it. We didn't do stuff. So why are we so afraid of failing? It's just something didn't turn out the way we expected. Or are we actually fearing something else rather than failure itself? If you really ask yourself what you truly fear when you fail, why you avoid failing by not even setting goals or setting expectations of yourself, the answer is that we all fear what we make failing mean. What we choose to make failing mean about us what we think about ourselves when we don't take the actions that give us the desired result. That's what we fear. Because when we think negatively about ourselves, it feels terrible. And that is what we're truly afraid of. Feeling and thinking terrible. Many of us are confident in many things. We know what types of things we're good at, so we decide to put our energy there. We know we won't fail at those things. These types of actions are in our comfort zones and we know we can meet our expectations. Here's the thing though, if we just keep doing what we're good at, are we really becoming more of anything? Are we progressing? We have already achieved that character trait or talent. So yes, keep practicing to keep your abilities and confidence up, sure. But we need to have courage to allow ourselves to focus on things that we aren't good at. This can seem pretty scary to do, especially if you're in the habit of making failing mean some pretty rotten things about you. 
But what I'm about to teach you can turn that all on its head. When you don't meet your expectations, which is to fail, the only feeling you're going to end up having is based on what you decide to think. Let's say you choose courage to set a big goal of losing weight. You create a meal plan and then you don't follow it. When you created the goal and you created the meal plan, you expected that you would follow it, but you didn't. At this point, you get to decide what you're going to make that mean. You get to decide what to think about that. Whoa, right? Thoughts create our feelings 100% of the time. Actions or the omission of actions doesn't. When you don't follow the meal plan, you think about it in a way that can hurt, cause hurtful feelings. Disappointment, shame, self-degrading type thoughts. Then and only then will you feel a negative emotion about the fail. So just to pound my point even further, the whole reason we avoid failing by not setting goals or expectations for ourselves is because we fear something that we have complete control over. We fear that failing will continue to mean and feel like what we've made it feel and mean in the past. We only fear failing because sometime in the past we had been really unkind to ourselves about it and it felt terrible. But remember this, what we make failure mean is completely up to us. Most of us don't realize the amount of agency we have been blessed with. We are avoiding the negative emotions failure quote unquote causes because we don't understand that we are the creators of our feelings by what we think. We are avoiding something we can be in charge of because we mistake it as something that is just happening to us. We believe that failure happens to us and then we will have to experience how terrible it feels. You have made feeling mean something that hurts enough times in the past that now this happens subconsciously. It has become a habit. And that is how we mistakenly believe that we are experiencing how failure feels. So here is the best news ever. We can choose to make failing mean anything we want to. We can continue to make it mean what we have in the past. And this will happen now by default, by the way. Or we can choose to direct our brain and choose to make it mean something new. We have the choice to make it mean we are willing to be bad at something new as long as it takes to become someone who does achieve the goal. We can make it be proof that we are trying, that we are showing up, that we have a dream that we want and who we want to become. And this means we have created expectations of ourselves. We aren't her yet, 
So it'll take practicing and failing, which is not meeting those expectations until you increase your capabilities. We can choose to make failing actually mean something positive about us. And then we won't be dreading goals because we understand that the only bad part about it is something we have complete control over. We are not our thoughts. We can start to become a watcher of our thinking. We can know that our thinking is negative if we are feeling negative. That's the most amazing thing about emotions. Subconscious thinking shows up by feelings that feel like they are happening to us. This is never the case, even though it feels like it. Your thoughts, subconscious or conscious, create your feelings 100% of the time. We have roughly 60,000 thoughts a day, and 95% of those happen subconsciously. That is the efficiency of the brain. We have thought something enough times that our brain will auto-suggest it as the default option. These habitual thoughts can create positive or negative emotions. So, if you have the courage to set some goals and commit to them, then fail at the expected actions it takes to succeed, here is the moment to practice redirecting the brain. Your brain will give the default practice thoughts first. It's just how it's wired. You'll feel some sort of negative emotion, which you now know is caused by your thoughts, not the fail. For me, my hurtful practice thoughts usually go something like, see, I knew you couldn't do it. Why bother? It's too hard. Stop trying. Yikes. That escalated quickly, right? These practice thoughts of mine hurt. At this point, I'm practicing saying no. That's not what I make failure mean anymore. I make it mean that I am becoming someone who does succeed at this. And the first step is to have expectations of myself. Create a plan. And I did that. I did the first step. I am becoming her. My inner critic can be pretty relentless, but each time she shows up, I can deliberately choose to think on purpose what will help me succeed. This takes effort. This takes time. But it is so worth it. Because through practicing thoughts on purpose, these will then become our habit thoughts and what we believe about ourselves subconsciously as well as consciously. If failing is not meeting your expectations, then success is meeting your expectations. The best and only way to meet them is to practice. And this means making mistakes and learning what doesn't work. So if you let every fail be a learning opportunity, allowing ourselves to lovingly, compassionately, and curiously ask ourselves why we didn't do what we thought we would, or why we weren't able to succeed completely, 
to be able to ask yourself these questions in the moment of failure, you'll need to practice being curious and compassionate and loving yourself throughout this becoming process. We most often ask ourselves these questions in a hurtful way that has us wanting to quit. Each and every time you catch yourself feeling negative about failing, ask yourself, what am I making this mean? If you are feeling negative, you will find out that you are making it mean something pretty rotten about you. Perfectionists will really benefit in learning how to redirect the subconscious brain and think on purpose. Perfectionists are really afraid of failure because they know that they are in the habit of beating themselves up if they don't meet their impossible standards or expectations. Did you know that you can today and from this moment on never beat yourself up again? Every time a practice hurtful thought comes to your mind, you can verbally say no. This may shock and stop the inner critic in their tracks. This will then give yourself time to become a watcher of those hurtful things and give you time to decide on what you'll make things mean from now on. Love for yourself is always an option. Perfectionists do not practice feeling love on purpose enough. Instead of requiring perfection to allow yourself to feel good about yourself, you could think, I love that I'm willing to make what I define as a weakness into a strength by allowing myself to fail as many times until I get it right. There is a definite chance that you won't meet your expectations all of the time. You may go days showing up quote unquote perfectly, but then you may fail. This may happen many times throughout the becoming journey. Here's the thing though, when you fail this time, you can deliberately, consciously, intentionally have your own back. You can choose to treat yourself with respect and love and honor yourself. You are going to practice using failures as a time to learn how to take care of yourself. You have the agency to choose to have this be a time to love yourself more, not less. You can choose to refuse to say mean things to yourself or beat yourself up or to quit when you don't meet your expectations. Choose this ahead of time. Decide right now before these practice hurtful thoughts come, that you will refuse to believe them anymore. A belief is a thought you keep on thinking. You can refuse to practice those thoughts anymore. Make this decision before you take action. This will have you feeling much more willing to actually set goals and take action. Not only are you going to be more willing to take action, but you'll be more willing to take the risk that most success requires. 
to put yourself outside of your comfort zone and try something you haven't done before, where failure is likely. You know you are likely to fail, but you know that you've already decided to have that be a time to love yourself more, not less. You'll no longer fear failure, which will allow yourself to fail enough times to practice, learn, change, and become someone who ultimately achieves success. And you can learn to love the process of committing to becoming. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we may have mistakenly compartmentalized the progression we need to make here on earth to only be spiritual. But remember that done in the proper way, all progression and becoming on this earth is spiritual. It will serve us to be curious of our fears and our weaknesses. What are you afraid to fail at? These types of fears can actually direct us to where we can gain strength. What if what we define as our weaknesses are the exact things God has given to us to grow and meet our potential? What if our fear of failing at those things is actually the reason why we are here? We are allowing fear to halt our progression and growth. Ether 12.27 reads, And if men come unto me, I will show unto them their weakness. I give unto men weakness that they may be humble. And my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them. It takes courage to vulnerably notice what we define as our greatest weaknesses. We need to have complete honesty with ourselves and not allow anything outside of us to be blamed for that weakness. We were given these exact weaknesses to help us connect to our Savior and through His grace become strong. In many cases, these weaknesses are in all of us because we have a primitive brain wired for survival. This primitive brain, we also call the natural man, has opposing desires of our spiritual desires, which is necessary for agency to truly work. These appetites or motivations are not sinful. They are God-given to perpetuate survival. The motivational triad of the primitive brain is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. Fear is something the primitive brain will desperately try to avoid. And this is a huge reason, and what we could also define as a weakness, that we don't set goals to progress. We need to remove our human tendency to doubt and fear and allow each time we feel either doubt or fear to ask for help to redirect our brains to faith and hope. In what aspect in your life do you feel you could grow to become closer to your potential? Are you willing to be courageous? 
which is to feel fear and take action anyway, to strive toward lofty goals. If I personally never had the courage to honestly see that my relationship with myself was weak, I would have never created the desire to fix it. I have been taught the truth of me being a daughter of God and that I have a divine nature. I am a spiritual being having a human experience. I've been taught about the plan of salvation, who I am, where I came from, why I am here and where I am going. I believe that this is true, but I wasn't allowing these truths to propel me to strive to become more and more who I have the potential of becoming. I allowed fear to have me not leave my comfort zones. I had aspects in my life where I had confidence and capabilities. So I chose to just focus my life on those. This is not a bad thing. But when I understood that the only thing holding me back from trying was a fear of failure, and that failure is only not meeting my expectations, then I was willing to try. When I realized that the only thing that I truly fear is the emotion, that I have agency of choosing, everything changed. Failing doesn't automatically mean I have to feel embarrassed, ashamed, humiliated, or feel not worthy. These are all suggestions my brain habitually can give me, but I am now practicing what I can make failure mean about me. If the only reason in the past that I've been allowing these weaknesses to govern my thoughts, my decisions, and my life was because I'm afraid to fail and I get to change what that means, then I'm no longer willing to halt the process of progress. The thing I feared about failure is something I now know that I have complete control over the way I react to it. In the past, I reacted in such a way that I never wanted to take a chance. I kept on believing that the result of a fail was what made me feel so terrible. And the only way not to feel that is to not try and drop those expectations. I believe that because I have failed at these goals in the past, that I'll never be able to succeed. So why bother trying again? Because each and every time I tried and failed, it felt horrible. This is a thought error. I had feared failure because I believed that these terrible feelings were the result of failure. But all this has changed. I now know that my thoughts create my feelings 100% of the time. And I have 100% agency over those thoughts. The only true thing I have feared is something that I now know that I have complete control over. So now when I have an uncomfortable emotion, it helps me to think of it in this way. 
I'm feeling this emotion because of a sentence in my mind. If I don't like that sentence, I can choose a new one on purpose. This gives me back all the power and I no longer need to avoid or resist the emotion because I know I am the creator, thus the one that can change it. You could be thinking, I already know that to be good at something, you have to practice at it, Heidi. I know that to get good at something, you have to fail and learn how to do it. But here's the thing. Knowing things intellectually is much different than doing things in real life. We can know that failure makes us grow and leads to success. But have you allowed for this in your life? Do you allow yourself to pursue lofty goals with failure as a probable outcome? Do you allow your brain to dream bigger or do you choose to stay where you are confident and comfortable? Sometimes when trying to achieve lofty goals, you may have the thought, I don't want to do all of this work and not have it be worth it. This isn't becoming thinking. This is thinking that the end result is the true reason we set goals or that there's a time frame in which the goal must be achieved. And if you don't meet that deadline, it wasn't worth it. When our focus is becoming a new person, changing our thought patterns, thus changing ourselves, we welcome the work as long as it takes. When we fail, and don't get the result we are hoping for on the first few tries, we just know that we aren't her yet. We have room to improve to become someone who can achieve it. If we put all the blame on a diet or on other people, we would then mistakenly believe that all our work isn't worth it, that these things or people failed us. But when we take full responsibility and choose to not quit and change our actions until we become a person who succeeds, we have all the power. We aren't relying on someone else's motivation. We aren't feeling like it was just luck. We could have that external result taken away and you wouldn't fear because we have become someone who could do it again. Would you rather be given a million dollars or work for it? If we have to work to get our lofty goals, we become a person who can then do it again. The effort and the discomfort on the way to our dreams is the point. We want to fail, rise back up and fail again. The point of progression is to become someone new. You change. That's the point of goals. And, that, and this only happens when we aren't in a rush. And we are changing our limiting beliefs along the way. If we are able to create a desire to set lofty goals and fail and practice until we achieve them, imagine how we will inspire those around us. Our lives will be something that someone will want to emulate. When we have to work and fail to get there, 
then we gain knowledge to pass along and help them succeed if they are willing to work for it too. What is inspiring and useful is to be real about the stumbling blocks you had in your way. To be vulnerable with those around us will help them know there isn't anything wrong with them. It's that they're human, with a human brain that was wired for survival. That it is a normal thing to feel fear about leaving our comfort zones. And we have to have courage to do it anyway. That is what drives me. I want to go ahead first. I want to set lofty goals and stop quitting. I want to stop believing my old limiting beliefs and purposely create new beliefs. Thoughts I think again and again on purpose. And to choose love for myself at the times when I fail. I want to show you how to do it. I want to learn and practice and fail and fail some more so I can show you what it looks like to choose to feel love throughout the journey of becoming. This has been hard. I have gone back to my old ways of beating myself up when I am down. But I know that I'm becoming more of who I want to be because I refuse to quit. Quitting had been my habit in the past. Quit the goal to feel better. It's the goal why I felt so bad in the first place, right? No. What hurts me is what I made failing at these goals mean. I am now practicing using these missed expectations, which are fails, as times to practice my agency over my thoughts and feelings. I fail at this part of the becoming process a lot. I go back to blaming the goal and then the terrible experience of failure feels like it's happening to me. This has been my habitual pattern. It takes practice and a continual decision to change habitual patterns. I am still in the process of becoming someone who uses goals to love herself more, not less. To love myself through the fails, which will help me keep moving forward. This is all part of who I want to become. I want to choose love throughout the journey of becoming who I want to be, not hold it off until I achieve the goal. Because what is true is that the only reason I want the goal is to feel those emotions and use this mortal journey for what it was designed for. And then choosing love for myself and throughout the journey, the goals be being accomplished is a given. If I practice believing in myself and not doubting myself and not making fails hurt, if I make the process enjoyable, I won't feel the desire to quit and I will become someone who succeeds. I would love to be part of your committed to becoming journey. I would love to teach you more tools and help you remove those limiting hurtful beliefs that stop you from going after your dreams. Let me help you gain courage to become exactly who you are meant to become. Let me help you stop allowing fear stop you and teach you how to love yourself throughout the process. 
I am a life coach and I can help you. If you are interested in having the help of a certified life coach on your journey of becoming, please sign up for a free 20-minute session with me by clicking on the Work With Me tab on my website, committedtobecoming.com, or check me out on Instagram or Facebook at committedtobecoming.com.